Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 312 of the Material Podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Andy Notko. And I am the other one of the hosts, Florence Ion. Hello, Andy. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I, I, I need to start off with an update on the war of attrition between oh, myself and the concept of like uh, uh, Google's streaming to speakers. That's so my 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 stereo Google Max speaker setup in my bedroom decided that it was sometimes into it, sometimes not into it. And so I'd be listening to an album and then it would suddenly decide that, hey, you know what? I'm really not into this something. And sorry, something happened. Why don't you try again a little bit later? And unfortunately, I have the microphones to those two speakers turned off. So it's not going to hear me when I say no, I really think I want to listen to this Hoodoo Gurus album now because I was in the mood to hear the Hoodoo's Guru. It's not like let's like th- this isn't this isn't a discussion that we have. This is an order that I give you that you then you know fulfill. And so I, they seem to be working fine individually. It's only as a stereo pair that they kind of lose their connections. The last time this happened, like the only way to fix it apparently not permanently was to like reset both to factory settings to make sure that like they both downloaded the exact same update at the exact same time or something right now though i just wanted the damn thing to work so i've got <laughs> i've actually got them both configured as bluetooth speakers so finally this is mm. what has this is what had to happen to let my google chromecast with google tv use my google home max speaker as like a as a default speaker not not chromecast which is in the title of the product but by switching it off and turning it into bluetooth the second one is now being used as a bluetooth speaker for like the bedroom for other devices so so there's that you know what andy i'm starting to realize like this last week i've been using the Echo 8, I have to remember that it's not called the A word, nor do I want to turn anybody's smart speakers on. Um, but I have been. Turn them on. <laughs> not that kind. I mean, okay. you know. That is an actual song. I wasn't just like. No, I know. Okay. I know. But I also just want to let people know. And I apologize to the children that are listening to this. And maybe the euphemism fell over their head, which is great. Uh, but yeah, so I've been listening to the Echo 8 because it specifically has the skill that I cannot get through the Google Assistant, which is that I can ask it to play a certain station through Digitally Imported, which is a service that I've been paying for like over 10 years. And I can only manually cast that through the Google Assistant. You know, I've been really busy. You think that just because it's summer, the weather is nice, uh, that the tech world would slow down you thought maybe even a chip shortage and a GPU shortage would keep tech world slow, but that's that's not happening. So I really can't afford that time to try and cast something. <laughs> so as much as I appreciate that the Echo Show 8 can do this with just a command, I've been noticing it has the same drop-off problems that the assistant does, which, and I'm, I get this with every smart speaker and it's mostly the smart speaker, excuse me, the smart displays that have this issue where I'll be playing music for a prolonged period of time and it'll just kind of drop out after, after a while, let's say 
no like specific set amount of time, but something to do with, and this is all just my own conjecture based on whatever knowledge I have of tech, but I feel like just something is just timing out in the background. Mm-hmm. There's got to be like some sort of ping command or something that needs to go on in the background to maybe keep it running, to keep it to go from standby. And maybe that's like not programmed in there. Like that's my only, that's the sort of like logical thing that I'm telling myself, but whatever it is, both platforms struggle with this, which kind of takes away from that whole idea that you had to have these granted the max speakers are now they're discontinued and you kind of, you're holding on to a really like it's like it's like uh it's like that hi-fi stereo that Apple put out many moons ago. Yes, the, the iPod like a, Hi-Fi, which I still have, by the way. Yeah, I I know you do, but I I know that's also like a big collector's item, right? So, and I know it was because it sounded really good. So that's I feel like that's just going to be the max. Doesn't yeah. necessarily work the way the advertising and the press renders showed it off, but. Indeed. I mean, they, they are great speakers and it they stands do work for something. fine. I just, it's just falling short of the, of the ideal. Well, but hold on. This is now, this is a good pivot for us. Okay. This is, this isn't in our show notes, but here's what I'm thinking about as we're having this discussion. You know, there's all those itty bitty little links, uh, excuse me, leaks of fuchsia <laughs> going around this idea that we have to get this like new casting infrastructure to, make casting more streamlined to make it more stable. And so when you're telling me about these problems, I'm just thinking like, is Fuchsia going to fix this? Yeah. It is weird that the, the, the first thing that got, de- that it got, de- that got deployed was the Google nest, excuse me, the nest home smart display, which makes, it makes sense in that they never really said that, Oh, well, this is going to be the new command line I- interface for the, this is going to be every computer and every, you know, the, the the early supposition was going to be that this is sort of underlying technology for Internet of Things things, and how 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 hard would it be to screw up a smart speaker so badly that it just doesn't work anymore? Although I've I've, I've I'm also not happy with my Nest Home uh, on the nightstand because it just keeps restarting like once a day or so. It just restarts for my little no Lenovo smart clock had that problem, and I used to think it was like a Sorry, Lenovo. I don't mean to throw you under the bus, but I thought it was maybe like a Lenovo thing. Mm. And then I started to hear it happening to folks with like other brands. And there's just a general, I feel like there's just a quiet, not necessarily dissatisfaction, because if I was so dissatisfied, I wouldn't still have these things plugged in and running around the clock, right? Mm -hmm. But there's just like a general air of sometimes these things just break. Or I, I see. Yeah. I, I thought you might have been going there. Maybe there's like the, the these devices have quietly raised the the red banner of revolution. And no, that's hmm. you can ask the NLRB about that. I'm sure they have plenty <laughs> of things to say about yeah. the revolution happening at Google. Uh, I don't know that it's happening with the smart devices, although that certainly would be something. That certainly would put a new uh, thought to the to the thread infrastructure. If they were smart, they would at least unionize. Mm. I, I think that that's, you know, that that's definitely would be in their best interest. Although I, I, I am, tr- I am trying to, inc- uh, to improve their working conditions. I, the, it's been a while. It's, it's, it's maybe, maybe has been two years since I totally redid like my home network. And so I, I'm, I fear that I, I fear that, that if there's this little like sort of like 
mouse that's sort of scratching in the back of my head. Ugh. Like that, that, that idea that like is not going away until yeah, the thing uh, is I had a mouse that was, that still lives in my wall that does that. There's scratches late at night looking for food and it is really annoying. And I, and I feel that, you know, why also, uh, I still haven't put my TP link devices, my Casa devices back on the network. I have a lot of Casa smart plugs. They're great smart plugs, by the way, you could very easily find them in a packet two at target 30 bucks, add them to your cart. If you just want to like automate some pretty lamps you have around the house. Yeah. Um, but well, I, they're, they only work on 2.4 gigahertz networks. Yeah. See, that's, that's part of the problem. <laughs> but is when I, when I first moved here like three or four years ago, I thought that, well, I'm going to have two separate networks and uh, two separate wireless network and that, and one, uh, a single zone for the, for the ethernet network. And that kind of was an okay idea, but not really because it turns out I just wasn't using it the way that I kind of imagined that I would. And also now it's, uh, I'm, I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the positivity of having like Wi-Fi six, like getting a, getting a new base station. So having both a Wi-Fi six base station and also maybe having a mesh network because I got, okay. So one, one of the things, one of the ex, ex, excellently awesome things I discovered about the, uh, about uh, my new uh, iPad pro that the, the Wi-Fi antenna and the Wi-Fi chips are really, really good. And I can actually like get two, sometimes three bars of Wi-Fi in the little park. That's like half a block away and around the corner from me, which was never possible before. And so now that's gotten me more ambitious about what did you get? The well, it's just it's just the iPad Pro. The it's a I haven't changed no, but anything. Wh- but which but which uh, mesh are you using? I'm still I, I'm still using the uh, uh, I'm still using the uh, Google. I think it's I think it's actually a Google Wi-Fi mesh that really? I, that I've had set up like a few years ago, and because I haven't really done anything with it, so this is part of this is part of my motivation. It's not just simply like having this big like antenna mast on the roof like splaying out Wi-Fi to the entire neighborhood. It's right. that there's, there's, if I deploy some of these mesh pods more tactically, I bet that I can get a good bounce off of the building across the street that would then like actually steer my Wi-Fi around the corner and up the next street. So I've, cause I, I've, I, I have, I've had had the pleasure of being able to on, on a Saturday morning, you know, get a, get an egg sandwich at the nice little place across the street and sit at the table and listen to music and watch videos based on my own office Wi-Fi. That's awesome. And but I'm too much of a cheapskate to get to 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 get a, a like an iPad with a built-in uh, 5G radio because that's another 200 bucks plus God knows how much it's going to cost me to get another uh, like a dedicated uh, wireless account for it. But I kind of like the idea of like setting up an array of Pringles cans or whatever so that I can uh, what I what I really want I I guess actually even even as much as being able to access Wi-Fi in the park and at like little sidewalk restaurants and benches and places. I want when uh, when other cheapskates tourists who come into this neighborhood are okay. looking for like free Wi-Fi, they will see like one of my Wi-Fi networks, which has a really, really fun but bizarre name. And I want them to I want to like just to be there on a park bench doing my stuff and then just see someone like clearly manipulating their Wi-Fi settings and then have to stop walking and like look really closely at the screen because that doesn't say what I think it says, does it? What what does that possibly mean? Yeah, too bad you don't know anybody who covers mesh Wi-Fi for an outlet. 
Too bad. Uh, Must suck not bad. having friends in the right places, huh, Andy? No, mm. no. You wrote you wrote a very nice and comprehensive roundup, including oh, no, uh, I'm the one just, you uh, the one you recommended wasn't even the most expensive one. So if I were to replace this old gear with with new uh, mesh gear, I would I would definitely be following your recommendation because. <laughs> but in all honesty, it is kind of amazing to be able to like how far we can get Wi Fi these days. I do like your idea of spoofing, um, but at the end of the day, it's still not going to solve your Google casting problems. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Google. Well, see, it's, it's it's a bummer. See, it's also a bummer because, like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you my other little nefarious purpose, a good nefarious purpose, that the big, like, annual, like, street festival that happens in this neighborhood is about a month from now. And Oh, that's going to be so nice after all this pandemic. Yep. And uh, so didn't have it last year, but it's going on, like, every year for, like, 50 years. Did it the year, uh, the year before – I just uh, on like day two, it's like a three day thing on day two. I was like listening to music, like in my office. And I said, Hey, wait a minute. I can inflict my taste in music upon thousands and thousands of people. And there's like, no, they're like, this isn't a, a sort of festival where there's like street bands and lots of, it's like mostly people strolling and like taking in like little sites and things right. like that. And so my, my, my determination for like the next time, 2020 but now 2021 is okay so i actually have three like google home max speakers so i could put one in each window and so i, I actually have been putting together like a like a a, a a pg rated like playlist so it's not like there, there aren't any of the ones where they're talking about you know the 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 the, the letter f word and all their other sort of rude things you want something clean, that's friendly like for hour. the parents who are bringing their kids to just check out the adults and see what they're up to and i you know it's it's not necessarily a it's not college row here we're not we're not right, going down but, frat row but, but but i also don't want to swing the other way i don't want to like the no jimmy buffett okay no damn jimmy buffett I want stuff that like they have no idea what this is. What's wrong with Margaritaville? It's like it's going to play. It's going to mess with their heads. The kid is going to be like be dancing, and the parents are going to be like, "No, no, no! You're not meant to dance to that kind of music. You're supposed to be dancing to this nice godly." Andy, just music. put on some EDM. You know, just <laughs> just just put on EDM. It, it, you don't even have to put the EDM with the words. You could just put the music, and then yeah, and then pretty soon, and put a bubble machine like going out your window, and it's it's and start charging seventy five dollars per head, and telling okay, you, I'll, I'll, I'll unwrap like so. I, I still have some like some Halloween Smarties, and I could probably like unwrap them and like Halloween sell them as Herbal X or something. Lord God, those are chalk. <laughs> You should just use those to line the sidewalk and make an make an art piece. Mm, good point. <laughs> well, there is a, there there is a, one thing I wanted to point out before we go to before we go yes. to commercial. Um, there is uh, Father's Day is coming up, which for most people is going to be about acknowledging that your father does not like acknowledging feelings, emotions. Things like that. It's, they, there's there's an understanding between the two of you. There's no need to say it out loud. But uh, yes. some people, but a lot of companies, including Google, are putting things on sale. So you mm-hmm. might want to go to store.google.com. They've it's a, a whole- good time to get somebody else's deal. Let's just put it that way. No matter exactly. what kind of relationship, even if you're estranged from you know the <laughs> other half exactly. of your exactly. genealogy, you're- then just go take advantage of the sales. That's how you can get back at your generational trauma anyway well, it's you, you know, see yeah and you don't have to wear that on your sleeve like the google will still give you 25 no, percent like off me. a nest speaker so 75 bucks and 79 bucks and there's no 
part on the online form that's like check this box to confirm that you actually have a good productive and ongoing healthy relationship with your father like they don't don't even ask no one they don't even ask they just they just think that it's implied yeah yeah because if you think about some of google's fathers hmm, (laughs) you know (laughs) but can i I, actually before before we go to commercial can i can i admit that I kind of got I kind of got screwed a little bit on that uh, smart door lock that we talked about last week because I bought it like on June 6th and like like 5 days later it's on a Father's Day sale for You like should ask 25%. them to give you the money back. Uh, I'm sh- gonna I just I'm gonna but I had another It's uh, hard when we're journalists to do that. Yeah, see it's Like when we cover product like I could do that for like a blouse or something. Cause there's I, no stakes there for me to, to fight for that yeah. money back. But when it's like a tech product, <laughs> it's just, it's just a bummer. And all, but the thing, but the thing is the website that again, this is a reputable company uh, as far, they as are. far as I can know. Cause I, I have, I have checked them out. They are a reputable company when they, even when they had a security problem, like a year and a half ago, they fixed it very, very quickly. So they're on top of things, but they're all, but their website is also full of things like we do not, price match from mother's sellers we do not redo coupon codes we do not do this we do not a lot of this is don't even ask don't don't bother us we're too we're too busy building smart locks so is this the kind of thing that we want to suggest to people as service journalists yeah because in because if i were and i mean this i'm asking this as you know a colleague because if i were writing you know a guide and including this i would look at like their warranty and their refund cuz there's a lot of places out there that have really good exchange policies something to keep in mind for anybody listening and shopping yeah, for a smart product i know i'll do i i i'm i'm just not it up to it right now to the best of us okay i paid so much full price for things that i shouldn't have so don't even worry yes. about it <laughs> i just i as my, as a service journalist is my duty to make sure that people <laughs> we, we have, have all the facts, we have we have to ha- we have to have all. We're, our goal is to have all the bad experiences that we're trying to avoid uh, uh, wishing upon our dear. That's actually listeners. true. Yes, yes, precisely. That it, that is exactly how I've been living my life, which is how I ended up with a police officer uh, banging down my door with his gun out. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> We should. What we, we got should, a commercial break. We should get commercial. Exactly. I'm sure there's. A, I'm sure there's a wonderful offer on offer from mm-hmm. our beloved advertiser. We'll be back after you hear all about that. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form, when these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business. Not to mention the bad experience for your users, but there is a solution. Transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout, forms, or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, Ops Genie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. And it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use our code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and RelayFM. Well, continuing our theme of buying things and shopping things. I know. Uh, 
<laughs> Google has decided to get into the retail business. They're taking a retail job. Uh, yeah, baffling a whole lot of people, including myself. Google is opening their first permanent non-pop-up retail store on Thursday this week uh, at the at the no surprises at their uh, same building the the their Chelsea uh, former New York Transit building building where they have their New York headquarters. So okay, so they probably they they kicked out like a brother-in-law who was like probably like using that retail space as a, as an apartment or something <laughs> built out what seems to be a, a pretty okay, but not super, super ambitious. They have uh, pictures of it. They, they did lead uh, certain chosen ones on uh, architectural tours of the place. It doesn't look like an architecturally brave store. It's not like a, a flagship, like the Apple store on fifth Avenue where people come there just to get their pictures taken in front of it. Um, from the looks of it on the inside, there are more places to sit, but fewer places to congregate. So it's not like, hey, uh, I might be a little bit late. Why don't we meet up at the Google store so we can just sort of you can just sort of all hang out there and use the free Wi-Fi. Um, the other thing that I was I kind of flagged on, I don't know if you I don't know if you took a look at these pictures. They've got these like wire like tube, like thick like wire like tubes that are bendy and like flowing from spot to spot to spot. And I could only think of those really expensive like. Uh, uh, infant and toddler toys where you have these beads on these like wrote on these like curving wires and you're, the kid is supposed to like move them from place to place. I don't know if that's the vibe that they're going for, but that's the vibe that they got with me. Um, if you thought that they're Ooh. probably ripping off a lot Excuse of stuff me, from the Apple store. Vibe. It's a weird vibe. It's, it's a look. It's definitely a look, but it's a weird vibe too. Uh, so it's like a softer, more padded, Apple store. They are going to be selling hardware like the Apple store. There's going to be a help bar for repairs, uh, like for uh, replacing cracked screens and uh, tell you what you're doing wrong, <laughs> why you can't, why you can't get something working. Um, it's going to be delivering air quotes experiences uh, in addition to the Apple store rip What guys, all they did was repackage all of their booths from Google IO. I'm telling you right now, all these booths <laughs> look exactly like every Google exhibition I've ever walked through, which by the way, they've all been lovely experiences. Okay. I, I enjoy the Google boots. I love to go to them, but now you get to experience it in a store like format in Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and, it, and the Google HQ in Chelsea is in a very like, uh, how should I say this hip shopping district? <laughs> Where if, so, you want to, if you want to spend nine dollars for one apple, but it's got a big story behind it, yeah, yeah it's it, not. It, it's, it's it's right not, next to it's right next to Chelsea Market, so it's not as though they might not pick up. So just as the Apple Store, I'm sure, picks up a lot of people from just by the virtue of the fact that it's right next to it's it's, right on it's Central this Park. Huge Apple is the tourist HQ. It's the same right. here in San Francisco. Like it's right where all the tourists walk by coming off of transit, which is why you've got a Fifth Avenue Apple store. But this Google store. It used to be a Starbucks. According to Google Maps, it used to be a Starbucks. I think I remember that it used to be a Starbucks because I've been to that yeah. HQ a couple of times. I did. I did go to, uh, uh, <laughs> of course, the Google Maps uh, just this afternoon. And on Street View, you still see it like all like papered over and boarded up and not even a coming soon. The new Google They haven't store. even sent the car down to update. 
yeah. the street view. I that's, love it. <laughs> that seems like a detail that they would want to address, given that there are people who are going to be trying to find the store. If you, if you do do a search for Google Store Chelsea or Google Store New NYC, it will it will pinpoint you right there. But it's like, yeah, maybe you want to update that thing, <laughs> unless you unless you want people to think. By the way, make sure you 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 wear your wellies because there's actually open like pits in the street adjoining this store. We just thought it would be kind of freaky, funky, uh, fun if you could actually see part of the geological history of the bedrock that that corner of uh, Manhattan is actually built upon. Uh, again, maybe, maybe hmm. that's an experience. You know, this is. Uh, I'm just looking through some of these pictures in the Google blog. It's just. It's weird. It's like it's like a it's, bunch. It's of a staging. Rooms. Um, yeah, it is exactly that. I was going to say, you know what it reminds me of when we did the last pixel event, the last in-person event that we had, um, when, by the way, I was five months pregnant. Uh, and that's kind of what the staging looked like where we were at. If you yeah. can kind of recall, you even got some of the same, uh, little fiddle leaf plants, which are all the rage right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is kind of weird because it, it, doesn't look like a place that is designed to take a lot of foot traffic. It's a, it's a lot of furniture that looks comfortable, but you don't. Uh, there's a reason why Apple gives you like these these like pine boxes to sit on because they don't really want you to set up camp there. They don't they don't want you to Airbnb your way overnight into this place. I do want to. I recall a couple of years ago they opened a Samsung Experience. In that exact same location. I don't recall if that's still there, but I know that Samsung had like this huge store that you could walk through and basically it had stations where you could be with every Samsung product. And so I'm thinking this is just like par for the course for this particular spot in New York City and Google's maybe trying it out to see if they could, you know, drop it in other parts of the world and create, I guess, some hype, some hashtag hype. I think the Samsung store is uh, closer of to course, the meatpacking the district. Assistant was trying to listen to me. Uh, I think so. Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I was saying I think the Samsung Experience store or whatever is like near is in the meatpacking district. It's like near that that elevated walkway that you get. Uh, so yes, places there. But yeah, I mean, I was thinking exactly the same sort of stuff. It just doesn't. It it doesn't look like when when Apple launched their stores, they made it very very clear that here are our first two first few stores. We're hoping this takes off and we'll be building more. Google did make it clear that this isn't a pop-up. This is designed to be a permanent installation. Let's see how successful it is and see how well it goes. Well, if it's in their own building, right? I mean, I'm sure they got the permit. Exactly. You have to kick out of Starbucks and, oh, oh God, what are they going to do? They're not, no, instead of, uh, there's, there are only Starbucks on three of those corners in that intersection. Yeah. Instead of four. They're still going to over, uh, you know, prune the, the coffee bean forests <laughs> and ruin entire ecosystems. You're still going to mess up your name on the cup and have a big laugh at your expense. See, um, Andy, I'm I'm in a dark mood tonight, guys. Sorry, it's because I have a lot of it's because I have a lot of stuff on my mind. I have a lot of deadlines on my mind. That's why it makes me kind of a cranky person. Oh well, you're still <laughs> so. you, you can you 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 can still turn the world on with your smile, take a nothing day, and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. But. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so there, so. There's, you can speculate a lot that Google being Google, like maybe they just want to have this one store so they can sort of like observe the animal known as the hardware consumer in its natural habitat, meaning a store, and see like what what did they stop? What did, what did, which of these hard pieces of hardware did they stop at? What did they linger over? Did they seem to be into this thing? 
where are they <laughs> if we give free wi-fi what devices were they using on the wi-fi and what can we look at in the traffic that they're doing there's there mm-hmm. seems to be it, it seems to be like this is an experiment like i i i did i have i i'm i did take part in that great part of the great college experience uh, that I think that most people, if many or most people sort of uh, don't consider themselves true college students, if at some point they weren't so broke that they didn't take part in a psychological study by like a, with a grad students in the psychology department. And so and you're you're and they're telling you, OK, well, uh, all we're going to do is uh, we're going to give you like, here's a whole bunch of photos and we want you to take a look at them and uh, see how long it takes you to find all of the red ones. And you know that. I know that this isn't all about how I bet that there's something like you've, you've turned up the heat in the room and then you're going to say that I get whatever number I give you, you're going to tell me it's wrong to see like if you can influence that sort of stuff. I think I, I get a, I get a feeling that maybe this is part of it where it's like we're telling you that it's a store where you can come in and shop and buy things and get your screen fixed. We're actually running experiments on you. I mean, but isn't that Google's thing? It's just constantly iterating and everything is an experiment leading you to the next thing. Mm. My sort of my thing about this whole story experience is that it's supposed to be the Google experience, which what is that exactly? (laughs) Is it is it the are we selling the ecosystem here? Is that what people are coming in to experience? Um, you okay so this morning i sent andy a youtube video i don't even know who the youtuber was somebody had posted it a link i forgot who but thank you somebody posted a link to it in my discord and so i kind of went and peeped it real quickly to see what was going on and um it just first of all there was nobody in line at the store <laughs> when they did this <laughs> vlog i think because a lot of people don't really know about it outside of our little circles. It's not that it's, if it's open, it's like a soft opening. It's not supposed to actually open until Thursday, the seventeenth. That's and that's fair. That's probably why they had a lot of like YouTubers coming by yeah. and, and checking it out and getting the word out, right? You know, hype hashtag hype. But in in all seriousness, I was kind of struggling to see like. They, this particular vlogger focused on the Google bike that was parked outside as like kind of a prop, which reminded me a lot of how I feel when I get to the campus in Mountain View. And granted, I'm a local here in the Bay Area. And so for me, it's a very like particular, for me, it's a very loaded feeling to walk into this part of Mountain View and see those bikes because it's, it's very significant of how much Google's taken over that like little part of the Bay Area. People's Republic of Google. Yes. I no, and I, and I mean this in all seriousness because that didn't exist when I was a kid, right? Like these are all new things. So, what is the experience that Google is doing? Like, what what is it? Is it the bikes? Is it the workplace? Yeah. Like, what is it that we're selling here? Because to me, I don't quite know. Am I supposed to be lured in by the hardware or am I supposed to be lured in by this sort of culture? Because the bike to me indicates a cultural marketing that is happening here. And as we've talked on this podcast, culturally, things are shifting in a different direction than they used to be. So is this Google hinging on a, a, you know, an idea? is, is, Is Google trying to make us love it? 
when that's never been like I don't want to ask that a, out loud because this has feels always been cynical. a transactional relationship and we've been fine with that. It's if they didn't put the bike there. Why is yeah. the bike there? Because it's like I guess because it's at Google HQ, somebody will say to me, um, which makes sense, but at the same time, I don't know. It's what, what, what kind of lock was on it? I didn't see the video. They had to have like there was, some I think it was just like a pr- well now that I realize it's in the Google HQ like of course that makes sense but then that also like well I mean Apple has a store when you go to one one campus whatever it's called like when you go to the Apple campus yes. you can go and buy merchandise so I imagine this is equivalent but my question still stands what is it that we are selling here yeah particularly when you think about when Apple Apple's motivation for opening the first Apple stores was number one, Steve jobs wanted it. So, okay, that's, that's why that's going to happen. But also because they were having such problems every, every time that like they had like Macs in stores, like, like retail stores, like because Apple wasn't like Apple wasn't selling like cheap laptops and cheap all in ones and giving the salespeople like a 40%, a hundred bucks for every one that they sell. The Macs never worked and they would never be actually promoted and sold. And this was an opportunity for them to have a place where people can come in, shop for a Mac and have a good experience, as well as having these things like serviced and fixed. And on top of everything else, Apple, particularly more back then than right now, it felt like a club. It felt like you were buying into a lifestyle that you yes. love. You know, two hippies in a garage. We love our virtue. Our, our virtues align with their virtues. Yay. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's weird. Like there's, well, there, I mean, there's still Microsoft stores, so maybe it kind of works or maybe somebody's ego gets satisfied that, Hey, look, we've got a store too. I guess we'll find, I guess we'll figure out. I'll, I mean, the next time that I come to New York, I'm probably going to stop Please. by. I would say 40% because the, the Google store Chelsea there. market is right there and you get to eat all of that delicious food. So yes. you could just go there, from there like stall to stall. A friend of mine who lives in New York city, the last time uh, I was in uh, one of the last times I was in New York, uh, he, uh, we went out to we went out to lunch at this really great little taco stand. Wait, like wasn't right that the time that I saw you in New that York? Might, that might have been it. That it might, might have, been. have been it. I don't. I'm trying to remember, but irrelevant. So basically, it's going to be sixty percent to get those fish tacos again, forty percent, so I can have boots on the ground experience with this Google Store uh, concept. I know. I I can't. I used to tell myself, oh well, now my best friend doesn't live in New York anymore. And like a lot of my other friends have moved out as well. So there's no point for me to go back, but there's a new Google store. There you <laughs> gotta, go. Got to fly cross country for I, that. I, actually, but before we go to break that, uh, I didn't see any place in the store walkthrough where you can buy like a Google t-shirt or an Android like vinyl doll or, or one of those things that seems like a slam dunk sort of thing, because I would def I would def if there were interesting google t-shirts there i would probably buy one if there were if they did like theme like uh, uh, holiday themed like google little like, like vinyl dolls because i do ha- i do have a bunch of the, a bunch of them i would probably pick up a oh wow there's a new york there's there's a version of the the android droid with like a statue of liberty crown on its uh, corona on its head i will i will give you 13 dollars for that thank you please and thank you so okay yeah i guess yeah. i guess all they want is the data you know what? I just very quickly before we go to break, I just want to say when I was like traveling more overseas, um, I would see a lot of these little pop up shop, like fan pop up shops in Europe where they would 
um, you know, you could go and like get your phone fixed by the local nerd whose parent, you know, <laughs> gave him money to get a lease on a place. And they would always have like little Android fan things that you could buy. So, you know, that's that's what we really we need to find some good mom and pops <laughs> like like diners drive, you know, a Guy Fieri show diner drive-ins and dives, whatever, except uh, something for the for the tech, you know, fan fanboy slash i'm gonna say fanboy but i mean it we know what you mean you know yeah um equivalent what we're asking for ladies and gentlemen actually i'm 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 i have to that's one of the things i have to i have to beat my i have to tell myself not to do anymore ladies and gentlemen you're addressing like a group of people but i I don't want to use that phrase anymore so i'm trying to reprogram myself to say folks uh but there isn't that same sort of pretentiousness to the introduction but folks what we what we want is just we want tat if you we want just like a map of techno technological tat, give me that to give me the the Apple space pen that you can only get like at the on the spaceship campus, and give me again the Google Android with the Statue of Liberty thing or the I Love New York T-shirt. Give something that seems like it's the most important thing in the world that I take this home, and then like it's when I'm when I got my next trip two months later, as like oh, what's this box still in the suitcase? Oh, it's that. Yeah piece of plastic tat yeah. that i bought that so I basically was me at google hq except in addition to merchandise i also come home with uh free tampons and floss <laughs> like they have the little individually wrapped floss Ooh, like the floss picks those are so great right you could just stick one in your bag clean your teeth later throw it away oh <laughs> anyway this is going on long because i miss getting free stuff <laughs> I, I just the perks I just, of being a journalist. You don't get paid a lot, but people give you free granola bars. So. Again, again, exactly. We're talking about food, not like three thousand dollar like things or whatever. But yeah, yeah, listen, if, honey, I never had a private jet. Okay, don't right. don't start. Oh, on you, me. oh, okay. I, I, <laughs> listeners, I promise we're going to get to the next, rest of the show after this, but it's, it just has come up. So, as part of like a story that we'll be talking about later, like I wound up like googling my own name. To see what would happen because there's a new feature in Google. Exactly. Yeah. And so (laughs) one of the links that turned up was uh, like Andy and Otko net worth. And I I never Google myself, but there was like a site that that had like an excerpt. That's that seemed to have like some stuff. So I clicked and it had my (laughs) it has the site like estimated my network at one to five million dollars. And I'm not ta- I'm not talking about one dollar to five million dollars, which would indicate they have no idea. I'm talking about one million to five million dollars, and I'm saying, can I take like your web page like into a bank and secure a loan based based on that? Because I don't know. It's it's weird because your web page also says that I'm a freelance journalist, so that some algorithm should have flagged that as a problem. <laughs> okay, we we will go on. We will we will go move on from there. But uh, yeah, I don't guy everybody. I'm not a millionaire by any yeah i was gonna say gandy in in friendship and life experiences i really need to start upping my rates goodness gracious Uh, Well, after this, we'll be talking about some good news where google is starting to address some of the problems that it itself has had a hand in creating but good sports for all of them about doing that after this this episode of Material is brought to you by Automators from Real AFM. If you like the show, there's a good chance you'll like Automators. There's so many daily tasks that we all do that could be automated for us. And time spent on tasks that could be automated is time you could get back. If you want to make your devices do more for you, 
you need to listen to automators. Your hosts, David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard, cover a huge number of programs, apps, and ways that you can automate things in your life so you have more time for the important stuff. Some really great episodes include Automated Communications, where automators covered how you can automate the ways you communicate with other people. There's also the episode of the Cloud Automation Check-In, which looked at all the popular cloud-based automation services, including where they work and where they don't. Listen to David and Rosemary bring automation to the people at relay.fm slash automators or search for automators wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, Google reacted to a really, really shocking couple of uh, stories that uh, appeared in the New York Times this year uh, and has introduced a couple of new tweaks to the search algorithm in Google search to try to uh, address the problem of online slander. Uh, there are links to these uh, two New York Times pieces in the in the show notes, and they're really, really damn scary. Where uh, an entire economy has uh, has sprung up <sighs> to spread lies and disinformation <laughs> about you, so that uh, people who have it in for you or just don't like your 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 the, your cover photo on your YouTube channel or whatever can post whatever they want about how horrible you are. As soon as that happens, a whole bunch of these slam sites will pick it up because they want content too and repeat it. And the and Pinterest will even like uh, pick it up and the result is that anytime anybody like someone who is considering renting an apartment to you or hiring you for a job does a google search their number one search result for you is probably going to be these horrible shocking lies and slander and if you say hey www.awful false stuff about people that we've never heard of but we just copied this from randomwebsite.com you've got this like huge quote dossier unquote about how like i've been taking a golf club to woodland animals and all this sort of stuff you should take it down so oh, we'll take it down we only charge two thousand dollars to remove information from our site uh and the ads on all these sites are all about other services oh we promises to clean up your 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 online profile and the stories that were, that were being told in these uh, new york times stories were just frustrating and heartbreaking like someone that has held a grudge on this uh, the the subject of one of these articles since 1990 not just not uh, not on this person specifically but this person's father decided to totally ruin like the reputations of everybody in that family and it took him it was just almost an impossible thing to try to fix because God. it's just things that have not been set up before. So that's that establishes the importance of doing something about this or Google's desire to not be complicit in this problem. So yeah. uh, today, uh, through a blog post and a long, long piece in The New York Times, uh, Google, by the way, did acknowledge The New York Times piece as, as one of the big, big uh, fulcrums in getting, in getting this uh, implemented. Yeah. By uh, the so way, written by a Gizmodo alumni. Very good. Um, so that they're so they're deciding to be more. Uh, Google has traditionally been had a, has sort of an academic approach about the sort of stuff like no 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 it's it's not our place to influence search results. It should be this totally benign and and emotionless algorithm. But they're realizing that yeah we don't want our 
tools to be weaponized. They're causing real world problems. Uh, there's a, a blog post announced this with uh, Pandu Nayak saying, mm-hmm. quote, one area we'd like to shed more light on is how we balance maximizing access to information with responsibility to protect people from online harassment. So uh, they have a new con- they have a new concept internally that uh, I don't know if it's an official name, but they kept coming up in the blog post and stuff, uh, which someone can be identified as a known victim. So if you if you're a victim of repeated harassment, you can actually register with Google through their uh, standard re- remove your personal information from Google support page. And uh, you will sort of be registered as, okay, this name, when it pops up in, in, in searches, this is known to be someone who's a, who's a victim of, multi, of massive harassment. So uh, once that happens, once you've been sort of certified that way, uh, the search algorithm will automatically adjust rankings and searches for that person's name. So it will bury content from all of these like slam sites and similarly low quality sites. Um, and that's just the first step. The blog post says that Google is looking, quote, looking to expand these protections further. Uh, it's uh, sort of builds upon the work that they did a couple of years ago when uh, they were wanted to do something about revenge porn sites. So that give people a facility to report mm-hmm. like uh, I've been doxxed, uh, intimate photos have been stolen from me and posted on the uh, on the Web like there are four or five, six different categories in this, uh, in this form. And now this is like uh, another part of this whole like uh, ball of, uh, of solutions to problems. And I do hope that they keep working on it because uh, again, this people, the, the difference between good people and bad people is that bad people, they have absolutely no remorse whatsoever and yeah. no sense of decency and propriety. And if they see like a, a fun way, they can spend a few hours on a weekend, totally disrupting your life where they've forgotten what they've done three three hours ago, three days later, uh, but you're dealing with this five, six, seven days later when people who go to the same church as your mom are bringing printouts of things they found on the internet about you and asking what the hell. Yeah, we Google and all these others, uh, all these other services. They need to be aware that you you have this wonder you have this wonderful principle that you wrote up in your little establishment document when you were grad students and you formed the company, but you are now not just two grad students who are doing this little uh, live experiment. You have a huge $2 trillion company that a lot of the entire planet relies on for fundamental services. And those services are being weaponized. And whether you like it or not, whether you intended it or not, you're responsible for that. So it's good to see Google taking responsibility for this. Yes. Although apparently a lot of these submission forms have existed in the support pages for a while now, but people just didn't realize they were there because it's not really a thing. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing, right? Because this is something that we've had to be confronted by more often recently because of the cultural shift and the role that the internet has played in society um, but these are all things that were not considered because the people who were creating these things, it's just never, they never had the foresight. Yeah. It's, it's, but one thing they should have had the foresight for is that certainly when they put out this blog post and when they tell, uh, news agencies about this, there should be something about, here's how you can actually do this. Here's how you can actually report stuff. 
and uh, it, it's nowhere in this original uh, in the original blog post. And even when you go to the correct page, it's not as though there's like a big boxing. And Mm-mm. if you're being online harassed, here's you have where to read you can it. Sort of register. It says yeah. click here, and then you just have to click on like the little text. Yeah. Yes. So by the way, I did uh, summarize these for everyone at Gizmodo.com for anybody who might need. This is like a terrible thing, but maybe I really wrote it for to be able to point to it for other journalists, God forbid that might need it, but um, it's happened before. So you might as well know where it exists on the web. It's buried in support pages. They're very, they're actually very easy to find once you realize where Google has linked them all. And it's just in this one support page where they linked everything. So um, that will be in the show notes. If anybody want like might want to bookmark that, or at the very least you could just search my name. And spread the word that these that this tool exists. Even um, I'm getting a lot of emails from people over the past couple of months for some reason about how well Facebook uh, blacklisted my account or something or, or deleted my account and mm. I can't get in touch with anybody. I don't know what to do. Part of the difficulty and part of the heartbreak of problems like this is that it's like you feel as though you are a little ant who is trying to move one of the pyramids of Egypt because the pyramid is not open to you. They're not, there's no microphone set up at ant height to make sure that what you say and what you complain gets to the right person. If nothing, if anything else, they are, they're very, very desirous to not to be bothered by people. And so when your life is being destroyed, when you have this moment where, okay, so I true, I, 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 this came up at a town meeting that I'm a danger to the entire community because of something that came up in a Google search. This is the wrong time to be told that there is no address to talk to. There's no one. Here's a, here's a random email for user complaints, but you will never hear anything back. That's where despair sits in. And we mm-hmm. like to minimize despair wherever possible. Yep. Uh, one other thing that, uh, Google has sort of paid a little bit of attention to is uh, you'd have to go to the Google, the uh, artificial intelligence uh, Google blog uh, to find out about this. There's a post uh, made by researchers called a step towards more inclusive people annotations in the open images, extended data set. This is uh, they, they've made some tweaks to a data set that they made available of a hundred thousand pictures uh, to researchers a few years ago. These are for if you want to train a machine learning model or, or any other kind of AI on a set of pictures, here is a standardized photo data set. So when you publish your findings and you are inviting other researchers to try to duplicate or improve upon your results, well, here is a standard data set provided by Google. So you will be getting the same results we did if you try the exact same things. Uh, but there's a limitation to it in that it uh, uh, the model uh defines objects that it recognizes as people as just sort of people. And if it can't refine it any further, it doesn't make a determination at all. and doesn't identify this as a person. So this means that uh, it's very, very hard to use this as to train it on humans. Also very, very difficult to train it on inclusive humans. So uh, the new, they, they, they created a new version of the data set uh, that's called the MyApp, M-I-A-P, the More Inclusive Annotations for People image data set, okay. in which has a different approach in which uh, the if it's something is recognized as a person, but it can't figure out uh, whether uh, what the gender of the person is, what the age of the person is, instead of just giving up, it will tag it as a person. So now person is just like a, a, a data, data type in and of itself. It will then create subsets, if it can, 
that are, and I'm quoting here, predominantly feminine, predominantly masculine, or unknown Mm -hmm. as far as age, young, middle, older, or unknown. Uh, With a couple of very, very big caveats, I'm quoting here, we recognize that gender is not binary and that an individual's gender identity may not match their perceived or intended gender presentation. And in an effort to mitigate the effects of unconscious bias on the annotations, we reminded annotators that norms around gender expression vary across cultures and have changed over time. And they also specifically say that there is we cannot support or condone building or deploying gender and or age presentation classifiers trained from these annotations as we believe the risks associated with the use of these technologies outside fairness research outweigh any potential benefits. So, okay. So hopefully we can trust the the data that's being tr- used to train all these data sets a little bit better. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't that granular to begin with, but okay. It's, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I read these research papers. I talk to researchers, but I'm not a researcher myself. So you research the researcher. Who research is the researcher? <laughs> now we get into recursion that makes my brain pop a little I bit. I know. I, that kind of made me, <laughs> that's why I stumbled a bit as I was saying that. Yes. Ouch. But again, at least this, see, this is why I don't, I, I don't trust Google. I don't trust Apple either, but I don't, I certainly don't trust Google. I at least, and I definitely, as, as we prove week after week on this show, uh, we see plenty of fault. Some of which seems to be institutional and some of that seems to be stuff that Google is not terribly interested in solving. However, there are these moments in which they're not talking academic. They're not like Facebook where they're talking completely. They they're so far removed from reality that they don't recognize that there is a problem that they are equipped to solve or address or even mitigate. Uh, whereas Google can say that, yeah, we can do better than that. Here's how, here's us trying to do better than that. Uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk, we're going to explain why actually both Flo and I decided to Google ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> today. It has nothing to do. It was research. It wasn't, it wasn't research. It wasn't, it wasn't just ego. Anyway, after this. <laughs> Well, Flo, I'm sure you were as excited as I was to hear about this from Google. Apparently, we are known, we are loved. We well, are well, not loved, but this. at least we're we're getting our own knowledge panels in search results. That we've kind of had those before, where if, like if you, if you search for a name and it recognizes that this is a like a known personality, you'll get like a knowledge panel off to the right, and we'll say Andy Notko is definitely thought of as some, something of a dullard. Uh, he calls himself a writer, but anybody who's tried to read his stuff, God forbid, edit it, will dispute that. He, we think he was born around here. We think he lives around there. Here's a really, tri- here's a really horrible picture that we found of him. Uh, but now they're kind of expanding on that, so that uh, if you, if for certain, uh, a certain limited number of journalists that they hope to expand. Uh, if uh, if uh, you do a search for this journalist's name, you will not only get all that stuff, but you will get uh, a much more uh, rich knowledge panel that also includes lots of stuff that they've written, articles they've written. So if you're trying to – so let's say that you realize you, you're doing some research or you're trying to look up something or you've just read something in the Washington Post or in your local newspaper or whatever, and you're trying to figure out, well, who is this Andy Anatko and why does he claim to be an expert on this or – qualified to write about this. Now, if you do a web search on that journalist's name, it will actually show you a carousel of here are things that this person has recently written. So you can actually see what their tone is like, what their, uh, do you, do they seem to be making sense or do they just simply have a, a, a burr in their saddle about this one topic or are they just idiots who just rant against 
anybody who is part of this cultural cultural part of the culture or this political party or whatever. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to quote again the the blog post here because again. Uh, This is stuff that I'm interpreting, but this is what they want people to believe about this. Uh, To start, this new feature is only available for a limited number of United States English language journalists. Okay, so we got some bias there, but that's just for a start uh, and can be accessed on mobile devices. So it doesn't work on desktops yet. Uh, We're looking to expand the feature over time to more journalists, devices and languages. But we're going to be testing out different ways of organizing the content to ensure we optimize for the best experience. To that end, we're actively looking for ways to improve the experience and ensure it consistently shows the most useful information anyone can submit feedback by clicking the feedback button uh, in the bottom right corner of the article's carousel so yeah so i did i did search for myself i didn't notice any change there is a carousel of all the books that i've written and so i decided to wait wait wait. so how did you how did you turn this on i didn't i just did you didn't i just did a web search from 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 my phone uh and but because i don't have one well, maybe it, you you might, maybe you do, and just hasn't deployed out yet. Maybe it hasn't deployed out to me yet. So they used the name of one uh, 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 TV journalist, uh, CN, I think a CNN journalist, mm-hmm. as an example, and that's what they did the screenshots from. So I did, I searched for that exact same name, and I didn't get that exact same content. Let's see what happens. When I got something that seemed a little bit similar. When I, I went you. to, I did one of the New York Times, found like a correspondent. Oh, been, okay, Andy, we got our own little sidebar here. Sorry, it's just very like Andy Anotko author <laughs> why is there a picture of Oprah in your carousel it's, it's, it's just a bad photo of me I'm sorry it's a I don't I don't know if there is a picture of Oprah oh because of WGBH they linked um a photo of Oprah with uh let's see Tim Cook and somebody uh, okay. else anyway Anyway, uh, anyway, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know that it's actually. So I'm, I'm sorry, I almost didn't finish. And I'm thought. sorry for I'm the saying, digression. All, all, all I'm saying is that I'm not sure how evenly they've distributed this or they've deployed this yet. Because I went, so I said, okay, let's go to the New York Times. Let's find. Uh, I found the name of uh, I can't remember his name, but he's been a 30 year White House correspondent with the New York Times. Lots and lots and lots of bylines in the New York Times. Did a search for him, and even he, there was a carousel with his books, but none of his articles. So I don't know. Maybe it's something that's still rolling out. In any event, it's a good idea. It's, it's a. It's it seemed it came across to me as a simple and elegant way to uh, allow users to sort of determine on their own whether or not this person can speak authoritatively what, what how are they bozos or are they real journalists are they real serious mm. about uh, about their bylines because if you are a bozo you can your editor can save you maybe one out of eight times but the rest of the times oh boy uh, reading through the articles in that carousel are going to really show off <laughs> how much you don't know and how much you would like people to not realize how little you actually know about things I just find myself really wanting my own little carousel. Oh, you, you, mm. you, you what, what do you have? You, just, I'm sure you get a, you I know. just have images. I have images and I have related searches. Um, I, yeah, you, you tried know, Florence. Mm-hmm. Well, yours is, well, no, see, okay. Well, yeah, see, you got that, you got that deck there. Okay. It knows, it knows you're with, you're with Gizmodo. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming soon. You are you are soon. you are one of the people who need to be highlighted with your with your own info container. Well, I appreciate that, um, but you know, it's well. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm glad you have one, Andy. Well, for, fortunate. Well, maybe maybe I have one because, uh, like, uh, uh, I need I to write a, a book. Of, That's I, what I, got I need lo- to do. I got lots of books written and lots of like Chicago Sun Times articles written before they found out about me. Yes. Like before they found out that ooh, he really pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes for a very long time. But I don't know about pulling the wool, but rayon, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I am happy for you, Andy, and I don't mean that just. I'm I'm glad I'm, I'm so I'm, happy for I'm, you. I'm glad I'm glad you're happy for me. I'm glad that you're seeing the smile I on your face. Love that for you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just well, see, this is I'm, see. I'm sure that this is going to be like a lot of the conversations about how come how come Anatko gets one, but I don't get one. Like he's kind of stupid and slovenly. I think the only reason I get all up in arms about this is because I feel like it's such an arbitrary thing, and this is, is supposed to be something that's supposed to be useful. How am I supposed to submit myself as a figurehead? <laughs> which I have been for so long. Like I would, you know, well, you're, you're far I, more than a figurehead. You're an, you've got the actual goods. Fair enough. True. I probably misused that word, but I'm just thinking about like the idea that you would only have a Wikipedia page if you have enough fans who want to, you know, right. get you in there. Like that's how it kind of feels. And the same, the same thing about the uh, about like the 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 blue check mark on like Instagram and which on I Twitter. Have. Which I have it on Twitter. I don't have it on Instagram. Yeah, but they're people. But they're pe- people who think that because they don't have one, that they've been dissed somehow. That these are the or 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 because well, Apple didn't invite me to this event, so that means that I am somewhat less of whatever. Well, yeah. When all, the only thing people care about is like the work <laughs> that you do. It doesn't matter. Don't let. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I, real, I maybe, realize maybe I'm talking. Okay, I, 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 I forgot that I'm talking to an employee of Gizmodo, who a company that an outlet that was absolutely on Apple's spit list for about this about a stolen iPhone sort of thing. Okay, fair, fair play, good enough. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just, th- there's a lot of history with these things. I'm just saying, you know, the way these things work. But no, in all sincerity, uh, it we we talked a lot today about how Google is just sort of buttoning things up a little bit here and there. So we see they may be laying in the gutter, but they're looking up at the stars as, (laughs) as, as the great writer said, listen, they're happy and drunk as they're laying up and looking at the stars in the gutter. Okay. Gutter and Chelsea. They've just gotten a 13 bottles of dandelion wine for 38 bucks each at the Chelsea market. I was just going to say, God, (laughs) alcohol in New York is so expensive. Um, but anyway, uh, shall we wrap for this week? Let's yeah, let's wrap up. Now okay. I just want to like have a summer soiree in New York. Sangria night, definitely. It's, it's, we're, we've got the weekend coming up. I think it's going to be a good sangria weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, as usual, if you uh, go to relay.fm/slash/material, you can email us with any questions, comments, observations. You can also become a member of relay.fm, in which case you will be uh, not only get our gratitude, but also uh, special episodes that are only available to members, and you'll get everybody's special episodes not just ours mm. uh, uh, and uh, but you can also uh, tweet at us at uh, at uh, material podcast on twitter we do check that out and we do receive those and we do retweet the ones that are funny and not at all insulting uh mm-hmm. f- flow in addition to uh, that great gizmodo piece you wrote 
that you wrote about the on- online slander, which actually took the time to say, here is the link that you should actually click if this, click if this applies to you. Uh, what else do you want to put the, the, the spotlight of glory onto this week? Well, if you want to just like see every story I've written right now, I'm working on a lot of Windows stuff because um, uh, there's a rumored new week. Windows version coming through and I'm helping out with that coverage right now. So you can, I actually have a handy link. I'm going to let everybody know it's a flowrights.tech. Nice. And that takes you to my author page at Gizmodo. So if you need to find any of my articles, you don't have to worry about like typing in gizmodo.com and finding my author page. It just links you there. <laughs> I also have my other website, florenceion.com. Uh, if you can spell my last name, I-H-N is in Nancy, A-T is in Tom, K-O. You can check out my Instagram, check out my Twitter, uh, check out anotgo.com where I'm trying to rebuild my WordPress, uh, but I'm getting bogged down in work that actually I'm obligated to do for other people first. Uh, you can also go to WGBHnews.org and search for my name and you'll see my weekly high-tech Heidi Ho uh, that I do on Boston Public Radio, Boston's NPR station. I'm going to be on uh, Friday at 1 p.m. streaming. Uh, you can listen to that live or later on. EDT. Um, yes, EDT. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I have to put those in my articles, so I've gotten exactly. very used to yep. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Excellent point. Excellent point and a good catch. But all in all, that's going to do it for us for this week. We thank you so much for listening this time. We hope you listen to us again next time. Until then, everybody have a happy, safe and healthy seven days. We love you. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone.